There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Peterson Experience. I'm Greg Peterson. If you would have been like, oh, I'm like Bob Watkins or something like that, I think there would be a lot of people that would be quite surprised. But with that said, got a great hour number two for you. We're going to be taking a look at some Wisconsin-based futures. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be doing something intriguing with futures every week, which we're going to be rolling out right around the middle of this hour. We've got to take a little bit of a look back at everything that we wound up seeing in college football tonight. And then in hour three, going to be really going even more heavy on college football as well. And we're also going to be looking at some NFL exotics as well. That is going to be coming up here in a few minutes, just to get you guys caught up on everything that we wound up seeing in college football. If you wind up taking the points with the UNLV, you're getting anywhere between 30 and 30 and a half easy cover. Fresno state winds up coming back to win, but they do not cover 38 to 30. So, Total of 59-ish winds up going over the big money line dog of the night that wound up coming through. That'd be Syracuse. They wind up being able to take down Liberty. They were right around a six and a half point underdog, depending on where you're shopping. So you were able to get a nice plus money cash share. Money lines always do fluctuate a little bit, but they were able to get it done as they're a team that wound up winning. I believe it was just one game last season. So it has been a nice rise up. For Syracuse. Meanwhile, Liberty, they wind up suffering their first loss of the year as Syracuse is able to get this one done by a field goal as this game winds up falling very harmlessly under the total as it was 24 to 21 the final in that one. Wake Forest all over Virginia, 37 to 17. Brendan Armstrong for Virginia winds up throwing for 407 yards in vain. Team was down all night long and they were unable to climb their way back. 
and then Charlotte. Hopefully you wound up taking this one just before kickoff when the number was two and a half rather than when it was like three, three and a half, even four earlier in the week, 42 to 39. They take down Middle Tennessee. Cannot be understated how big critical numbers are when you're betting both college football and the NFL. And it's a big reason why here in this segment, we are going to be talking about some more, I guess you call it under the radar. Props bets are available at DraftKings just because the toughest markets to crack are the NFL and college football because the more eyeballs that are on a sport, the more eyeballs that are on a team, the better handicap they are going to be. It's why I personally wind up doing a lot of college basketball when it comes to my handicapping. I also do a lot of baseball, especially this time of year when you wind up getting a bunch of September call-ups that nobody in their right mind has ever seen slash heard of because those are the guys in which if you wind up doing your scouting reports correctly, you're able to make a whole bunch of money off of them just because one of these things in which it's hard to be able to find information on like Stony Brook football if you're looking at FCS football rather than it is with like a Kansas City Chiefs game, for example. So that is something that I do like to take a look at and to be able to make it a little bit easier on you guys to be able to take a look at some of your bets for the weekend. Obviously, going to be hitting on some college football, hitting on some NFL all throughout the weekend. But how about if we take a look at some props that are currently available at DraftKings? One in which I think is very intriguing is the highest scoring team for the NFL on Sunday because all you're needing to do is have this team score more points than everyone else. Here's a spoiler. It won't be the Houston Texans. Don't worry about that. If you want to firing in on the Houston Texans, your bet is as dead as a doorknob. But as of right now, DraftKings, you're finding the favorite being the Kansas City Chiefs. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise at plus 550. So even if it would be the Chiefs who are the short shot, you're still getting a nice chunk of change there. This, The Arizona Cardinals, I keep wanting to call them the St. Louis Cardinals because that team has won 14 straight games. They are at plus 800. You've got the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens at plus 850. And then everything from there is 10 to 1 or greater. The Seahawks are at 10 to 1. Rams are at 12 to 1. 13 to 1 are the Minnesota Vikings. Then you've got a quadrant of teams at 14 to 1. Bills, Titans, Cleveland Browns, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's really all about the matchups and just how many possessions you think there are going to be in that game for the team to be able to get there. Because I think that that's just such a key part of it. Obviously, with the Kansas City Chiefs, they are going to be facing off against a Chargers team that I think that they're going to be able to hold up at the point of attack. I don't necessarily think that this is a Chargers team that is going to be holding the Chiefs down to like 14 points or anything like that. But I just can't take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs in this spot just because even though Patrick Mahomes is terrific, even though you've got Travis Kelsey just doing things that we haven't seen from a tight end in many, many years, maybe another Kansas City Chief in Tony Gonzalez, this is still a defense in which they have given up a combined 36 points in the first two weeks. This is an LA Chargers team that you take a look at the defense last year. It was a little bit banged up. They've now got all their pieces back. I do like what I am seeing out of guys like a Jerry Tillery. Now, Joey Bosa is questionable for this game. He's dealing with a little bit of an ailment, but even with him out, there's no way I'll be able to take the Chiefs because this year, Adderley, I think is going to be able to do a good job in the secondary. And what so many people have forgotten about with this LA Chargers team the fact that Derwin James is back, I feel like because he's been so banged up the last two years, people have forgotten about just how special of a defender he is. A combined 15 tackles in the first two weeks. So I think that he's a big difference maker for the LA Chargers. I just don't think that there's any value here on the short job with the Kansas City Chiefs, even though I do think that they're going to be able to put up a nice offensive performance. But just the matchup itself lends me to think that that is not necessarily going to be a team that I want to take a look at. What you want to be taking a look at 
is bad defenses. And that leads us to the Arizona Cardinals as they're going to be facing off against a Jacksonville Jaguars bunch of which I am not bullish on this offense. I am not bullish on this defense. And heck, you could even parlay this into the offense, the fact that I do think that you might wind up seeing a couple turnovers in this game, leading two points for the Arizona Cardinals as well. You just take a look at the way that the Jaguars have been performing the first two weeks. It has not been good. And under the radar, the injury to Travis Etienne, I feel like is not being overstated enough because I thought that he, along with Trevor Lawrence, the fact that they went to college together, that was going to be a match made in heaven. But I take a look at Trevor Lawrence, and he certainly has struggled a little bit in the first couple weeks of the season. I don't think that the five interceptions are all necessarily his fault because you just take a look at the guys around him, and let's just call it what it is. Urban Meyer looks completely disinterested in Jacksonville right now. It just feels like he wanted to take that, that job for the paycheck and really not much else. He just didn't seem like a good fit to start with. Right now, he's looking like a terrible fit. How many times have we seen some of these college coaches come up to the NFL and they just get run out of town? Steven Spurrier was able to do so many great things at the college level while he was with the Washington foosball team. He was not able to do anything whatsoever. Nick Saban couldn't cut it at the NFL level. So, I mean, it certainly is a completely different animal. Urban Meyer is finding this out the hard way, and Urban Meyer, he just hasn't stuck with a job very long throughout his career either. So that's something that you want to take a look at as well. But getting back to this Jacksonville Jaguars team, I take a look at the defense and I do like Miles Jack and I like Josh Allen, but you take a look at the secondary. Shaquille Griffin is going to be able to give you a little bit of something, but CJ Henderson at the linebacker spot, he is questionable for this one. Andrew Wingard is not necessarily a guy that is going to strike fear into you. And with the Arizona Cardinals, how about what Kyler Murray has been able to do these first couple weeks? I feel like, so many people made the Arizona Cardinals chop liver to be able to make the postseason. And while the division that they play in is very difficult, when you've got Kyler Murray doing all that you that he's done, I feel like there's a good case to be able to make for Nuke Hopkins being the best wide receiver in all the NFL. Chase Edmonds has been able to give you a little bit of something, but let's face it, it's all about the passing game with the Cardinals. That is something that I think is just really, really big to take a look at. When it comes to the Cardinals as well, what I think is also going to be very huge for them is just some of the ancillary pieces and the way that they've been able to step up. You've got no Larry Fitzgerald for the first time in so many years, but A.J. Green, I think, is really going to be able to do some nice things. And Christian Kirk, I always feel like, is one of the more under-the-radar wide receivers in this league. If you're able to get Green off and running, that's going to be huge. And what I like about this team is that the offensive line is also very solid with D.J. Humphreys being able to shore up that left left tackle spot. So I certainly do think that there's some value on the Arizona Cardinals at right around 8-ish to 1, depending on where you're shopping for this. And then when it comes to some of these other teams that might be able to present some value, I don't think that there's a lot. When it comes to the L.A. Rams, we saw them as one of the short shots. You're going up against a Buccaneers defense that, did they look good the first couple weeks of the year? No, but you've got to consider the competition as well. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys are a bunch in which they are going to be one of the better offenses in football. We've seen Dak Prescott. It looks like he is back. He is locked and loaded. So it's just one of these cases in which if I were to be looking at this, I'd be taking a look at the Arizona Cardinals. And then when it comes to the lowest scoring team, well, right now the short shot is the New York Jets. I am presuming that you're only betting on teams that are available to play at this point because, well, the Houston Texans and what they wanted doing on Thursday Night Football not great. Do I think that there is probably going to be a team that scores fewer than nine points on Sunday? Likely, but at the same time, boy, that was not a good performance. But as you're seeing it right now, 
You've got the Jets at plus 350. 8-1 are the Washington football team. Got a lot of teams at 10-1 in the Bengals, the Saints, and the Chicago Bears. You've got the Lions at 11-1, the Dolphins at 12-1, and then at 14-1, the Colts, and 18-1, the Packers and the Jaguars. I don't understand why the Green Bay Packers are lumped in there with the Jaguars. I do recognize that week one was a complete and utter calamity for the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers is not going to let that happen for the rest of the year. I feel like we could put that one to rest. And when it comes to the Chicago Bears, I actually think that there's a lot of value here because we all hyped up Justin Fields. We all said that he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he came out in the game. Now he's coming in in a very awkward situation in which we thought that it was going to be Andy Dalton who was going to be able to finish out that game. Now, whether or not the Bears were necessarily planning for Fields to come to that game with the way that he wound up looking, I think that it's likely not. But you've got a Cleveland Browns team that they're very nasty up front with Mr. Garrett and company. And when you take a look at the Bears, they don't necessarily have the world's greatest weapons on the outside. So I think that this is a spot which Justin Fields in his first career start. He has a very distinct possibility of struggling. I wound up going through the Jacksonville Jaguars a few minutes ago. I certainly think that they're a great candidate. They're currently at 18 to 1. I think that you can find a little bit of value there. But when it comes to the New York Jets, as we know, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 not necessarily a team that you want to be looking at too much. They are going to be going to mile high against the Broncos, a very tough place to play in. If they were more like an 8-1, to one, I'd be able to consider them, but I've actually liked what I've seen out of this running game a little bit. I think that they're going to be able to get a little bit of something going. I think that they are going to be able to put up a couple points against the Broncos. We'll pick this up on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, and on the other side as well, we're going to be taking a little bit more of a look at NFL Week 3 right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. And you're back in the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, picking up where we left off. We were looking at the teams over there at DraftKings with their odds to be the low-scoring teams this Sunday, and the short shot is the Jets at plus 350. And I was making the case that I don't necessarily think it is going to be the Jets now with Zach Wilson, no question. Bad first two weeks, two touchdowns, five interceptions. Not necessarily what you want. And it does look like Devin Coleman is going to be out for Sunday. It looks like he's got an illness that is not related to COVID-19. But, I mean, let's face it, Devin Coleman wasn't necessarily doing a lot for this team. But I do think that you've got a little bit of something with Michael Carter. I like the way that he's been able to come on. Rookie fourth-round pick out of North Carolina was able to show a couple flashes in the first two weeks. He wound up getting the bulk of the carries against New England. And if the Jets are able to set up a little bit of a run game against the Broncos and as we know, the Broncos have a pretty solid defense. They've been able to shore up that secondary with Mr. Sutan Jr. being their first-round pick. I do think that they're going to be able to get a little bit of something going. So at plus 350, I wouldn't necessarily be looking at them being the lowest-scoring team on this Sunday. Like I said, if I could have had a shot with the Houston Texans, if it would have been more than just for Sunday, that would be something that I probably would have entertained as the Texans are probably going to be on that board quite a bit. They're probably going to be the short shot quite a bit. And rightfully so, because we have seen the way that this season has wound up starting for them. But you take a look at some of the other teams that might be in the running for it. The Colts are right now at 18 to 1, and I just, actually 14 to 1, I just don't see it there. I do think that the Colts are going to be able to get back online a little bit. I recognize that Carson Wentz has not had the world's greatest start to the year. He winds coming out of the game due to injury. So you've got just a whole lot that is going on with this Colts team. But at the same time, I don't think that they're necessarily going to be completely held down. And you do want to be checking, obviously, the status of everything that is going on with the Colts. They've got a whole bunch of injuries that you do need to be taking note of. But at the same time, even if it would be just a little bit of a situation in which you don't wind up having Carson Wentz, even if he winds up not finishing the game, doesn't wind up playing in the game, what have you, I still think that with having Jonathan Taylor being able to carry the mail for this team, that they're going to be just fine. And Michael Pittman Jr. is someone that's able to do quite a bit for this team. We saw it in the first two weeks of the season, right around 150 passing yards. He's able to take the load off of whoever winds up being the quarterback in this one. So that is something that you do want to take a look at. What I think is going to be intriguing as well is Washington football team, because as we know, it's going to be a Heineke out there. You're going to have Taylor Heineke who winds up getting the saps. We wound up seeing him do a nice job when it came to being able to fill in during the postseason, but I'm not necessarily sold on him necessarily being able to give the world's greatest performance in this one, which is why 8-1 to one, I do think is a relatively solid value here just because with Heineke, I think that a lot of people overreacted to the way that he wanted performing in the postseason last year. So that is something of consideration. You take a look at the run game as well because whenever you have a little bit of a lesser quarterback like you're going to find with Heineke, you always want someone to be able to take the load off of him with Washington football team. We've seen it here in the first two weeks of the season that Antonio Gibson has really been the only guy that's been able to take the load off of him. J.D. McKissick has only seen five carries. So that is something that I think is going to be a little bit of a damper. So at 8-1, to one, that's something that I certainly could be getting in on. 
being someone from the state of Wisconsin, the fact that they put the Packers on there at 18-1, that doesn't necessarily sit the world's greatest with me. And it's just one of those things in which you've got to have a little bit more faith in a lot of these veterans. When you get a team like the Green Bay Packers at 18-1, when you've got a team even like the Detroit Lions at 11-1, I don't think that they should be on this list either with Jared Goff. This is a guy that wanted leading a team to a Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying that Jared Goff is like a top 10 quarterback or anything like that, but the Lions being at 11-1 doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me. And when it comes to a lot of this, that blends into what we're seeing when it comes to the odds on most interceptions that you're finding at DraftKings. And right now, as of what we wound up seeing in the first two weeks, this makes sense that Zach Wilson is finding himself as the short favorite here at plus 500. From there, you've got Jared Goff at number two at eight to one, which I think that that's a little bit too low. Now, when you've got teams that are going to be down in games, that means that you're going to have to pass the ball a lot. And when you pass the ball a lot and you find yourself in desperation mode, you are going to be finding yourself with a possibility of getting more interceptions. Trevor Lawrence is in there at 6-1. We wound up seeing him really struggle in his first two weeks of the season. He wound up tossing five picks in those two weeks. And then from there, Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, along with Ben Roethlisberger, are there at 14-1. to You've got Matt Ryan at 16-1. to And then Justin Fields, Taylor Heineke, pair of young guys at 18-1. to And this is something in which... I do think that you could wind up seeing Justin Fields if he winds up getting down in the game early, have to pass it in. I think that there's some good value here with Justin Fields at 18-1 to just because he's a guy that, once again, I feel like he's getting a little bit too hyped up. And when it comes to being able to find value, you want to be really zigging while so many others are zagging. It's not one of those things where you need to fade the public on every single one of them. But when the public is very bullish on something, as my old journalism professor would say, you probably want to check it out just because sometimes you get the overreactions. Either something is the greatest thing in the world or something is the worst thing in the world. And typically the real thing is in between. And when you take a look at this Brown secondary, I do think that it's relatively solid. I mentioned Miles Garrett. He's able to do a great job of being able to rush a passer. It's going to be intriguing to see what you wind up getting all year long out of this Browns defense because you did wind up adding in there so many guys in the offseason. Jadavion Clowney, no question it's going to be a storyline all year long if he's able to give the team anything. Really didn't provide a whole lot of lot when it comes to tackles and sacks in the first two weeks of the season. But you even take a look in that secondary. Guys like John Johnson along Greg Newman the second. I think that they're going to be able to do a solid job. We all know about Denzel Ward at this point. He has been very good for the team. So at 18-1, to I do think that there's a little bit of value when it comes to Justin Fields and when it comes to the exact opposite. The player to throw the most touchdown passes You've got Tom Brady at plus 275. This is a given just because, well, you've got a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that they've been doing a great job of being able to pass it. They haven't necessarily had the world's greatest run game, as we know, with the Buccaneers. They are going to be having their bread and butter be Tom Brady. But you also want to know with Tom Brady that if this winds up getting down towards the goal line, you could wind up having a touchdown voucher situation just because he's a guy that whenever you get into those like third and one, fourth and inches sort of, sort of situations. He's just so tall that he just winds up getting over the line. So that is something that you do want to note. And against the LA Rams, I just cannot get behind Tom Brady being a plus 275. I would much rather have a Patrick Mahomes at plus 400. Heck, I would rather take a look at even someone like a Russell Wilson at 8-1 to one because as we know with the Seattle Seahawks, they do want to let Russ cook. And we wound up seeing with the Minnesota Vikings last year, they were actually one of the worst defenses in all of football, which is the exact opposite of what you would expect from this coaching staff. I mean, year in and year out, you have seen it with the Minnesota Vikings under this current regime that they've been solid on defense. But going back to last year, 
It has not been so good for them. Now, giving up 34 points to the Cardinals, that's not necessarily what you want at the same time. It's a little bit more acceptable, but still, giving up the 27 in week one to the Bengals, that does have me a little bit concerned. So I do think that we could see a little bit of value when it comes to this Vikings defense, just giving up points upon points to Russell Wilson, because as we know with him, he's not necessarily surrounded with the world's greatest running game either, as the biggest form of running game that the Seattle Mar that the Seattle Seahawks have is typically our good friend, Russell Wilson. So that is something that I do think presents some value. You've always got to be taking a look at Aaron Rodgers when it comes to this as well, but this is one in which Aaron Rodgers at 12 to one, I think is a little bit too short. I would not be taking a look at this just because with Aaron Rodgers, we know this when it comes to playing against the San Francisco 49ers, he has certainly had his issues with them. That was shown in 2019 when the San Francisco 49ers clocked this team twice. And this is a 49ers team that last year they wound up just dealing with Murphy's Law. Injury upon injury upon injury. This year they're locked loaded. And this is a 49ers defense that I think is going to be one of the nastiest in all the league. You wound up seeing them hold down the Eagles to 11 points, which it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's a team that I think could wind up getting held down with regards to points this week as well. We've just seen the Eagles. And the fact that you've got Jalen Hurts at quarterback, unfortunately, these eyes are only for Sunday. So that is a big reason why they're excluded or else I think that they would be probably a team that would be making like the top 10, top 15 with playing against the Dallas Cowboys. That really excludes them. But when it comes to these props, when it comes to teams to be able to score the most points, score the fewest points, interceptions, what have you, I just think that such a big attribute of it is who you're playing against. So many of these bets that we wind up making, whether it be game by game, whether it be futures, what have you. So much of it is based on the schedule. I've been mentioning it when it comes to the MLB playoff races. If you're looking to bet on a team to be able to win the division, like obviously a hot one is the Atlanta Braves versus the Philadelphia Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies have presented some value just because they're playing a really awful schedule, or at least they have been in the last few weeks, playing against the likes of the Arizona Diamondbacks twice, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So it is an interesting element because while you always want to flock to the sexy player of Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, what have you, you've got to be taking a look at who they're playing up against because playing against a team like Washington football team that is a very solid defense, not necessarily a great offense, not necessarily so conducive to points as to playing the Dallas Cowboys, who they're playing the Ole style of defense. So that is just such a big factor when it comes to all this. And something that is a big factor when it comes to futures is just the area in general. Something that I'm going to be looking to do on this show is just taking a look at an area's futures, trying to find out if you're from that area, if there's value pretty much anywhere in general, and what teams do slash do not have value. Not only are we going to be looking at where there is value, we're going to be looking at where there isn't value, and we're going to be kicking this off with my great home state of Wisconsin, being a UW Oshkosh graduate. So that is on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bets emails betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game plus access to vcin.com's data and, and, and analysis you get everything vcin has to offer 
for only $22 per month. So sign up now at beaston.com slash subscribe as you're back here with the Greg Hoops Peterson experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you live from Circa. And we were talking the last two segments about just where you can find a little bit of money in a little bit more of an exotic market with teams that score the most points, what have you, when it comes to NFL Sunday. But something that I always want to do on this show is just take a look at the futures board. I want to make this a little bit more interactive. So if you're someone that you're looking for a shout out on this show, if you're looking to just give a little bit of kudos to someone, maybe you've got someone that's working the graveyard shift and you're listening to this show. And if you are very rightfully so for one, the best people wind up working these late hours. I know that there's a lot of people out there that they're working hard hours. They're listening to the show. So if you want a little bit of a shout out, maybe do this for a friend. Maybe you're celebrating an anniversary or something. Fire in what region of the country or just your favorite teams in general. It doesn't even need to be a region of the country. If you're a fan of like the Colorado Rockies and let's throw out there the LA Chargers, for example, and you want to know where some of the features value is, you can send in your suggestions to at VEASAN Live on Twitter or at GUnit underscore 81 if you want a little bit of plug. If there's a specific region, a specific couple of teams that you want me to try to find a little bit of futures value on. I am from the great state of Wisconsin, so we are kicking this off and just showing you how this all works with the teams from the state of Wisconsin. And when it comes to the great state of Wisconsin, it has been a little bit good for titles recently as the Milwaukee Bucks were able to get the job done now. If you're taking a look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now, I don't know if you're necessarily getting the world's greatest value because for one, well, the Brooklyn Nets are a year older, a year wiser, and they are actually going to have experience playing with one another, unlike what they wound up having this last year. So that's not necessarily a place if you're looking for the best value on the futures board when it comes to these Wisconsin teams in which I would be taking a look at. Then you wind up going down the board and taking a look at the Green Bay Packers. As we know, the Green Bay Packers, they wound up having a very rough week one. They were able to get up off the mat, and they were able to take down the Detroit Lions in week two. But when you take a look at this Packers team and odds to be able to win the Super Bowl, I do think that it's going to be a little bit tough. You do have currently Aaron Rodgers at 16-1 to be able to win NFL MVP go back-to-back with that regard. I don't know if I'd want to take a shot there just because Kyler Murray has looked very good right now. I want to see Aaron Rodgers be able to perform against a very good defense before I would wind up taking a look at that when it comes to the overall team future of the Green Bay Packers. That has fallen since the beginning of the year. They are now at 14-1 to to be able to win the Super Bowl. Your short shots there are more like the Kansas City Chiefs at 5-1. to The Broncos are at 550. Now the Packers, you got to figure that they're going to be able to win the division, but at minus 250, do you really want to be laying down $250 to get back 100 when it comes to a futures bet? That's not necessarily a lot of value. You've got your money tied up for quite a while. That's something in which you want to be able to get a little bit more of a plus price. You want to be able to take that money and you want to be going from having a nice breakfast at Denny's to having a nice steakhouse dinner. That's the way that you want to be doing it here. There's just not necessarily a lot when it comes to them being able to win the division. Though, I do think that the I do think that the Green Bay Packers are going to be able to win that division. So now let's take a look at the Milwaukee Brewers because you're able to bet this team in a wide variety of ways and you're not able to just bet the team, but it's very surprising that this late in the year, you've actually got a player that is up for an award that is really not claimed yet. That would be the National League Cy Young. I was talking about this a little bit earlier in the show in which you've got a whole bunch of awards out there that are up for the taking. The American League Cy Young 
You wind up seeing Garrett Cole give a good start for the New York Yankees. He and Robbie Ray are neck and neck. And when it comes to the National League Cy Young Award, you've got Corbin Burns and also Max Scherzer neck and neck. And when it comes to this one, it really depends upon, in my opinion, how you think Corbin Burns is going to be able to perform in what is most likely going to be his final two starts of the year. And you've got to figure that Scherzer and Burns are going to have two more starts this season because, let's face it, the LA Dodgers, they absolutely need every single win that they can get to be able to take the National League West with the Milwaukee Brewers. They're going to have Corbin Burns starting tomorrow slash Saturday. So if you're out there on the East Coast, it is actually technically today. But when you take a look at Corbin Burns, he's been able to do a great job all year long of being able to keep the ball down, keep the ball in the yard, giving up six home runs in just under 160 innings. He wound up having that incredible walk streak. But what we know as well with these awards is that it is all going to be based on how the voters wind up deciding it. And if you wind up seeing the Dodgers, they either get into a game 163 and win that, or if they wind up winning the, the division, a lot of writers are going to be pointing at the Dodgers traded for Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer performed very well down the stretch, and they probably will wind up giving the award to Scherzer, though. I actually think his own teammate Walker Buehler has a little bit of an argument for this as well, with him going six plus innings in all but three of his starts. But I just think that with Corbin Burns only being at plus 110, you would like to be able to get a little bit more there. I do think that he's going to be able to have a very solid start against the New York Mets because, well, the New York Mets have not necessarily been so terrific this year, but if he winds up having a bad start, I think that that's one in which it winds up torpedoing it. So then you take a look down a little bit further. Do you want to be betting on the Wisconsin Badgers at all to be able to win the college football playoff, make the college football playoff, or win the NCAA tournament? No, no, and no. I've got a bunch of family that graduated from Wisconsin. I'm sorry, guys. UW-Madison is not going to college football playoff this year. They are not winning the NCAA tournament, especially with them bringing back almost everyone from their college basketball team last year and winding up getting into an 8-9 matchup in the NCAA tournament. The guard has not been necessarily so great for the Wisconsin Badgers on the hardwood, and when it comes to the gridiron, we saw them time and time again not be able to punch a ball in the end zone against the Penn State and the Lions. So you have no value there. And that leads us to odds to be able to win the World Series with the Milwaukee Brewers. And I actually think that they've got a great shot of it. Not just because I'm from the state of Wisconsin, but what do the Milwaukee Brewers have that is their forte? They've got great frontline starting. Now, Freddie Peralta has looked a little bit shaky for the Milwaukee Brewers in his start since coming off the injured list. No question about that. Here's the good news with this, though. Eric Lauer has not looked shaky. He has given up three runs or fewer in 13 out of his last 14 starts. He has been amazing for the Milwaukee Brewers. Adrian, don't call me Dookie Elzer. He has been able to do a solid job for the Brewers as well. He wanted pitching the first complete game for a Milwaukee Brewers starter since, I'm not even kidding here, 2014 with Kyle Loesch. That was against the St. Louis Cardinals before the Cardinals decided to become the almighty juggernaut of the MLB and win 14 straight games. So, that's what Adrian Hauser has been able to do. So even if you don't wind up having Freddie Peralta, you've still got one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. They're backed up by a bullpen that has been shaky recently. We wound up seeing against the St. Louis Cardinals on Thursday. They wound up giving up a bunch of runs. But even with that, Jake Cousins has right around a two ERA for this team. And you've still got, in my opinion, the best one-two punch in all of baseball when it comes to the eighth and ninth innings. Devin Williams and Josh Hader. These guys are absolutely spectacular. And when you've got pitching like this, all you need from the Milwaukee Brewers is for them to be able to provide you three runs. If you're able to get four, terrific. But if you're able to get three runs out of this Milwaukee Brewers team, you're going to be in good shape. And we have seen the Brewers offense 
have a little bit of issue recently. Now, in their game on Friday night against the New York Mets, they were able to get five runs up on the board, but the big reason why the Brewers' offense had been shaky in recent weeks, it goes to the reason why the Brewers' offense was shaky at the beginning of the year. Willie Adamas being out of the fold. Willie Adamas is going to be back for the Brewers in the postseason. He's going to be a little bit closer to 100%. You can tell that this is a team that they know what they have in Willie Adamas, and they're easing him back very, very E, they're easing him back very, very lightly. They're not having him overexert himself too much because they need his bat in the lineup because he is pretty much a star that serves a drink for this team. You've also got a guy in Avi Sale Garcia who's got 29 home runs. He's been a little bit banged up, so the Brewers have been very cautious when it comes to their lineup. And if you're able to get anything, and I mean anything out of Christian Yelich at this point, it's going to be terrific. We haven't seen a fall off too often where a guy winds up going from being a league MVP to a guy that last year during the 2020 season, the very strange 2020 season, was barely hitting above the Mendoza line of 200. And this year, maybe we'll get on base. He's still got right around a 360 on base, but he's got nine home runs so far this year. It has been just startling to watch this with the Milwaukee Brewers. But even with that, the Brewers at 7-1, I think that they could put a big scare into whoever they wind up playing in the World Series. I personally think that we could very easily wind up getting either Brewers versus Rays or Rays versus the San Francisco Giants in the World Series. And the Giants, by the way, at plus 850, you got a lot of value there as well. But if I'm looking at the futures board right now, when it comes to odds to be able to win the World Series, that's where I'd be taking a look at a bet for if you're looking for a Wisconsin future. I'm not necessarily sold on the Green Bay Packers being able to write the ship, although I do think Aaron Rodgers is certainly going to look a little bit better. I think that he was able to do a solid job in the second half of that Detroit Lions game. I'm sorry if you're a fan of college sports. It's just not happening for any of these Wisconsin teams. Don't even try to go with like Marquette to win the national title or anything like that. But with that said, if you're looking for a futures bet when it comes to the Wisconsin team, the Milwaukee Brewers. So that's how that works. And working next, we're going to be taking a little bit of a look at the college football futures market right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Today's episode of the Ron Flyter Racing Podcast comes to you from Arlington Park, where General Manager Tony Petrello discusses the final race card in the track's 94-year history. Trainer Robertino DiDurio talks about Keep In Mind Mind's bid to be able to pull off an upset in the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. And the Rampart Casino Sportsbook Director Dwayne Colucci handicaps this weekend's races. You're able to subscribe to the Ron Flatter Racing Pod wherever your podcast, Apple, iHeart, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or download it now at beaston.com slash podcast. And the Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. As we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, it is myself, Greg Peterson. If I would give you a different name, I'm sure that we would get a lot of befuddled looks. But what else is a little bit befuddling is what we've seen in college football these first couple weeks. It certainly has been fascinating to take a look at everything that we've got so let's dive into some of these odds on teams to be able to make the college football playoff we're going to be staying away from Alabama and Georgia these two teams they certainly have the shortest odds of any out there because it's one of these cases in which even if Georgia would wind up losing to Alabama and vice versa in the college football playoff they've still got a very good shot of being able to make it but these odds via DraftKings I think it's very intriguing that Clemson is still at plus 155 to be able to make the college football playoff because even bigger than their loss to Georgia, which I thought was a very reasonable loss, the way that they wound up losing was a complete calamity. They couldn't get anything going on offense, but the fact that they wound up losing that game wasn't necessarily bad. But I mean, following that up with playing a single digit game against a Georgia Tech team that I don't think is very good, that leads me to think that there's actually a little bit of value on the minus 195 of no. I think that this should be north of $2, in my opinion, just because even if Clemson does wind up winning out, you take a look at the ACC in general. NC State, they're going to be playing on Saturday, and we're going to be looking at that game in the next hour. They aren't necessarily that great. North Carolina certainly is not what we thought that they were going to be. I mean, the list of disappointing ACC teams goes on and on. Syracuse is surprising. They were able to get a nice win on the money line against Liberty tonight, so I guess you've got a little bit of something going there, but... The strength of schedule of Clemson is certainly going to be lacking, so that is a little bit of an issue. When you take a look at Oregon at plus 190, this is the one that really catches my attention because who else do you really have out there that is going to be a big, I guess you could call it thorn in the side of Oregon? We thought it might be Washington, but Washington wound up losing to Montana. The good old Grizzlies, they've got absolutely no offense whatsoever. This is a Washington team that I am very, very far down on. They wound up getting pummeled by Michigan in their second game as well. So this is a bunch in which I don't think that they're going to be able to surprise. You've got USC with an interim coach. That team is just a complete dumpster fire and a half. I want absolutely no part of them. You've got a UCLA bunch. of They wound up losing to a Fresno State team that Oregon wound up beating. And they wound up losing to that Fresno State team at home. I don't think that UCLA is necessarily all that they're cracked up to be. And keep in mind that 
Oregon. They know Chip Kelly quite well. Chip Kelly obviously knows Oregon well, but I do think that there's going to be a little bit of just something extra on the mind of the Oregon Ducks in that one as well. So I actually think at plus 190, they've got very reasonable odds to be able to make the college football playoff. That's certainly one place in which I'd be looking on this because I do think that Oregon, they've got all the goods. They were able to do a very solid job in that game against Ohio State on the road of being able to play defense as well, which has always been the question with Oregon because we always know that the offense is going to be there. But Mario Cristobal, it's more like he's Mario Cristobal, and he has been very good for this team in general. He was able to lead them to a little bit of a Pac-12 title that they probably didn't deserve last year because they wind up winning that championship game in which it looked like they weren't going to be a part of, but certainly has been able to do a good job there. And then when you take a look at a couple other teams down the list, I know that there are a lot of people that are laughing at that better that I believe wound up taking Michigan to win the national title at really long odds because uh, Jim Harbaugh is not necessarily the world's greatest coach. And do I think that Michigan is going to be able to make the college football playoff? No, because I think that in the end, they just don't have enough passing to be able to get it done. But I do think that this is a team that is going to be very solid out there in the Big Ten. I think that the middle of the Big Ten in general is a lot better than some people might want to give it credit for. I think that Maryland is a team that a lot of people are sleeping on. We've seen Michigan State these first few weeks. They have been pretty solid. We saw what Penn State was able to do in their first game against Wisconsin, a Badger team that I'm a little bit down on. Iowa has been able to do a solid job as well. Now Nebraska is Nebraska. We all know that they're going to be disappointing towards the middle half of this season, but Certainly when it comes to Michigan at plus 650, I actually think that it's a relatively fair number. I don't necessarily think that that's a brand name number with that regard, but the team that I really look at, I think has a golden opportunity this weekend is a team that's playing against one of those big 10 teams. And that would be Notre Dame at 14 to one. You've got a big, massive matchup. We're going to be going into this matchup a little bit more in the third hour as well, because this is one of the marquee games on the card, Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. If Notre Dame is able to get by, and they're able to get a win. They're going to be putting themselves in very good footing. And you just take a look at the Notre Dame strength of schedule. That's always the key for them to be able to make the college football playoff because they just don't have a conference title game. They wound up, ironically enough, having one last year against Clemson, but that was just because, well, COVID-19 made everything very ridiculous, but they've got Wisconsin this week. Then they wind up playing against a very good Cincinnati team next week. And if you're looking for a little bit of a dark horse, if Cincinnati wins that game, that is something that you want to be taking a look at. So if you've got a very strong read on Notre Dame versus Cincinnati, in my opinion, and you think that like Cincinnati is going to go out and they're going to be able to win that game convincingly, or if Notre Dame is going to be able to go out there and win that game convincingly, I think that you've got value on either because right now we're seeing Notre Dame right around 14 to one to be able to make the college football playoff at DraftKings, more like a nine to one on Cincinnati. There's good value either way. So you're able to really have that be a little bit of a correlated bet, in my opinion. And then with Notre Dame as well, looking at back at their schedule, they've also got USC, North Carolina on the docket as well. Stanford has proved to be a little bit better than we thought that they were going to be. And then if they wind up losing to Virginia or Georgia Tech, things have badly gone wrong. So this is a very critical stretch for Notre Dame. So if you think that Notre Dame is going to be able to win out, you probably want to be betting that. And you want to be betting that now because the price is not going to be going any lower because they wind up knocking off Wisconsin. This 14-1 that you're seeing right now, I think that it's going to go to single digits. And then if they wind up knocking off Cincinnati, you just don't have much from there. Virginia Tech, no doubt, playing at Blacksburg. That's a little bit of a tough game. We saw what that wound up doing to North Carolina earlier this year, but certainly it's a spot in which Notre Dame, they're only going to have their odds drop if they wind up 
not being able to pull this game out against Wisconsin. And if they don't pull the game out against Wisconsin, well, they're pretty much done anyway. So you might as well take it now or don't take it at all because this is probably your best shot at it. And then what else I think is very intriguing is the fact that you've got Texas A&M at 16-1. If you're taking Texas A&M at 16-1, you've got to believe that for one, they are going to be representing in the SEC title game because if they don't wind up getting to the SEC title game, I just don't see any path for Texas A&M to be able to make the college football playoff. But when it comes to this Texas A&M team, I think that they're just an intriguing bunch because Jimbo Fisher has done a really good job with this program. Back when, because we are hearing about all this realignment talk, back when Texas A&M was in the Big 12, they just didn't get as much clout as they've had with the SEC. They've really been able to do a good job of being able to build their brand in recent years. So I give them a lot of credit. Obviously, Jimbo Fisher has been very handsomely paid. And in my opinion, he's been able to deliver on a lot of this. Now, the Colorado win being only 10-7, to I know a lot of people look at that as a knock. I actually think that Colorado is a relatively solid program. So you've got a lot going on when it comes to the Texas A&M team. But when it comes to A&M, what they do have going for them is that I really like their defense. What they don't necessarily have lined up going for them is that you don't necessarily have as many players on the outside that I'm necessarily too high on. I take a look at who's going to be just being able to receive the ball. And you've got Haynes King, who's been dealing with a little bit of injury earlier in the year as well. So you've got a lot that's going on with this Texas A&M offense. So I think that it's intriguing that they're up there and they're actually behind Ole Miss because I just think that with Ole Miss, you've got the lane train there. Lane Kiffin is someone that I just don't have a lot of faith in him being able to maintain this Ole Miss team for the entirety of the season. He certainly has grown as a coach based on what we've seen in past years to now, but I just can't put my chips in the middle there. And then when it comes to these Big Ten teams, you got Ohio State plus 175, you got Penn State at plus 500, and you've got Iowa at plus 600. The team that I actually think provides the most value is Iowa. Are they sexy? Oh, heck no. You're not going to Iowa game being like, oh boy, I hope that they're going to throw for 500 passing yards. You know what you're getting with this Iowa Hawkeyes team. You know that Kirk Ferentz is going to play solid defense. You know that his teams are going to run the... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.